and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews there anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you that I do another podcast that covers brand new movies. It is called Around the World in 80s Movies. It covers films of the 1980s. Almost exclusively, I do dip into the 70s or the 90s, depending on the series I'm talking about. In fact, I just did the Nightmare on Elm Street series, including Freddy's Dead, which came out in 1991. You can listen to that anytime. Just search for Around the World in 80s Movies wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll probably find it. If you don't, send me a note. Let me know that it's missing from someplace where you do enjoy getting your podcasts. Today, we're going to be talking about a film that actually I saw a number of days ago, and I'm kind of getting this out here before I completely forget all the details. It is one of those movies where I don't have a ton to say, but I feel like I took the time to go out and see it and to review it, so I might as well deliver it here to you. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms is a PG-rated film because of some mild peril. It runs an hour and 39 minutes. It stars Mackenzie Foy, although top billing goes to Kira Knightley, Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren, Matthew McFadden, Miranda Hurt, Eugenio Derbez, Mira Sile, Ellie Bamber are also in this film. The directors are, actually there's two of them, Joe Johnston and Lassie Hallstrom get credit here. And the screenplay is credited to Ashley Powell. Mackenzie Foy, as I mentioned, the star of the film, she plays Clara, who is a Teenage girl, she's suffering through grief with her father and two siblings during their first holiday without their, without her recently deceased mother, Marie. Clara ends up receiving an enigmatic, ornate Christmas gift, the last she will receive from her mother. It happens to be this metallic contraption. It's shaped like an egg. It has this elaborate keyhole that came with no key that might fit accompanying it. She's despondent that she cannot open this egg without ruining it, and it causes her to be pretty depressed during the big holiday gala that's put on by her godfather called Drosselmeyer, played by Morgan Freeman, who, it turns out, had created the egg for her mother. During the events of the evening at Drosselmeyer's mansion, she follows a string that will lead to Drosselmeyer's own gift to her, way out from the party and into another dimension, into this mystical and magic-filled world called the Four Realms. Now, the Four Realms is a contentious place since the loss of their queen, who, it turns out, happens to be Clara's very own mother, Marie. Now, Clara aims to find the key to her mother's gift in these realms while also trying to reunite those four realms that are in disarray from a variety of competing factions out to make their own role. A lot more to the story than that. Won't get into it because that would be spoilers. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, I would say it's barely an adaptation by Disney of the 19th century traditional Nutcracker ballet from Marius Petipa. It's also very tangentially based on an E.T.A. Hoffman short story that was the same one that inspired the ballet, that short story called The Nutcracker and the Mouse King. The two directors here, both quite different in approach. They're credited for this film, Lasse Hallstrom and Joe Johnston. Hallstrom was the original director. He left the project in order to fulfill another commitment, and that left Joe Johnston to come on board pretty late in the process in order to perform not only the rest of the film, but a bunch of reshoots. It took about another month of the production to get it all finished. 
even with the two different visions of this film, it doesn't really feel like a hastily put together patchwork in its appearance anyway, although the story's pacing issues could suggest that it wasn't really a perfect transition into merging what exists with what needed to be reworked by Johnston. It's still a stunningly realized affair. It has some gorgeous cinematography, has this seamless blend of CG and live action elements within all of those viewscapes. This is a film that puts a great deal of emphasis on its set design, its costume work, its visual design, such that even if the emotional elements within the narrative itself seem to be absent to a large degree, it is still something to behold from a visual standpoint. It's easy to get kind of wrapped up in the look of it, even if the story is not necessarily compelling you on any kind of real gut or emotional level. It does have very good modeling of the CG creatures as well. It has this eerie and somewhat off-putting creature that's made up of the stirring activity of hundreds or maybe even thousands of small mice who are acting in unison, along with some creepy toys that come to life in the form of life-sized tin soldiers, as well as this gargantuan robotic construct that is Mother Ginger's menacing way to instill fear in her own realm. Mother Ginger here being played by Helen Mirren. It has a very fine score. It accompanies all of this visual splendor. And along with the eye-dazzling makeup and the costume work, all of these pieces are there for a rip-roaring fantasy adventure that's based on a traditional Christmas tale and message that has entertained generations upon generations. This one's scripted by a first-timer named Ashley Powell. The film with that script goes through a very traditional hero's journey. It's built upon revealing not only the mystery as to the key and the contents of the egg that it opens, but also the nature of the mother's secret life as the queen of the four realms. As far as the acting goes, even though you've got some pretty good actors here, I wouldn't say it's remarkable, except for perhaps a cotton candy tufted Kira Knightley, who plays this benignly quirky and somewhat eerie fairy named Sugar Plum. I think she kind of steals the show here. She gets top billing, like I said, despite playing more of a supporting role. She's not the main star Mackenzie Foy is. But they gotta sell the movie, of course. Emotional content is there in form, but not quite in content. The personal beats take a backseat to those visuals, as well as the mounting battle among the factions ahead. It's not a film that will likely stick in the minds of most viewers, I would say, because it does feel a little bit generic in many respects to a lot of other films, these fantasy teen adventures. But while it plays, it does engage just enough to consider it worthwhile entertainment for those people seeking it. It certainly is not going to fit the bill if you want to see the story of the Nutcracker in its purest glory, because it's very loosely, very, very loosely based on the previous works. It is relatively short for something that aims to be an epic film, but given that the story elements really aren't enough to sustain a three-hour picture, I think it's a wise move to strive for brevity when there's not enough meat on the bone, so to speak. So along those lines, the story is not compelling without the pretty pictures. Some of the slowness and the bits of awkwardness in the pacing emerge from time to time, and there is that predictability to it throughout. But I would say, given all of that, it's also one of those cases where the journey is picturesque, it's satisfying in that way, such that a lot of viewers may find it enjoyable even when they know things are going where they're going. So I took my daughter, Lily, she's six years old, to go see The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. She was actually quite into the film. I was kind of into it. I didn't mind watching it. I certainly found enough entertainment value to give it a modest recommendation, but expectations should probably be a little bit lower here. Given the cast, given the directors, given the Disney brand and all of that, you probably won't remember this film too much a year or two from now. So 
I'm going to give The Nutcracker and the Four Realms a passable grade of three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for those people who are looking for this kind of movie to entertain them. If you do like these whimsical tales and a lot of eye candy special effects and that Disney charm to a certain extent, I think that there is enough here a visual pop and good music too to accompany it. There's some interesting dance sequences that pop up from time to time too. Not necessarily a dance film or a musical or anything like that, but it does arrest the attention from time to time. So three stars out of four is what I'm giving The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Also, check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read anytime at my website. Quipster.net is where to go. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 